In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WABA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I have the privilege of being your host for the show. Never catch me during the week or maybe on a Sunday morning gathering called a church service. You could find me being the lead pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, but also on the weekends or on podcasts or however you're listening to this show. I have the great and wonderful privilege of talking about this truth again and again and again, that it's the gospel that makes a way. Now, longtime listeners of our show know that from time to time, we'll open up with a section of scripture, and we're going to do that again today from Acts chapter 14. Listen to the words from verses 21 to 23. It says this, when they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. If you take a look at that section of scripture and look at those verses, you're going to see Paul and Barnabas, the missionaries, the apostles carrying out the great commission given to them by Jesus to go to the ends of the earth. By the way, that great commission doesn't just apply to them. It also applies to all of us who would have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're called to do the same thing, to make disciples of others by spreading the good news. And one of the ways of doing that is by planting churches. But it can oftentimes be difficult to know how to actually do those things. So today I'm excited to have in the studio with us Brent Andrews to talk about Exponential, a ministry that provides invaluable resources for leadership, and church planning to people around the world. So, Brett, thank you for joining us on the show. I'm excited to hear what you're going to have to say today. Well, thanks, Brian. It's good to be with you. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you. Uh, you've been married for 33 years, I believe, now to Laura. Uh-huh. It's Four right. children. Uh, and you are the founding and still lead pastor of New Life Christian Church. You started in 1993, coming up on 30 years. That's uh, a wonderful sense of calling and faithfulness uh, that you've been obeying the Great Commission. And as you've been doing that at New Life, you've also been starting new churches, and you've been instrumental, New Life has been, in launching uh, this group we're going to talk about, Exponential, an international church planning resource ministry. Now, one of the things I love about your story, Brett, is that you're not just someone who knows about church planning in theory. You know about it in actual practice. You've done it. Lots of times we've sat in classes or heard from people who talk to us about the theories of things, but you know exactly what it's like to be part of church planning. In fact, New Life has been instrumental in planning upwards of about 300 churches in, in multiple different ways, multi-site, new churches, equipping planters, all of that. And so for you, this had to come out of, a, I would think, a passion in your heart, right? No one just starts, I think, just saying, hey, I'm going to do this without a passion. 
for our listeners today, just talk a little bit, if you would, about your first sense of God's call on your life to, to create and found a church like New Life that would then be part of a multiplication movement that would plant new churches. Mm. Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, when, um, when I moved to the Washington, D.C. area, I hadn't thought about starting new churches, but started to see um, a conviction, started to experience this conviction for reaching lost people. Here we mm-hmm. are in a city at that point, which was upward a little less than 4 million in a county that was less than a million and thinking, how do we reach, how do we make a difference in our generation? Um, at that point, Peter Wagner had a quote in one of his books on church planting that said the most effective means of reaching lost people known to us today is starting new churches. Mm. There's something about starting new churches that um, that is exciting, that God, there's a power of God in it that reaches um, lost people in a way that existing churches don't doesn't have to be an either or that was just general observation of, of what the reality was and so um and so i i just got through a number of different things just put on my heart um we need to plant a church and um and living in the in in the fairfax county area it seemed a pretty small vision to say let's start a church that reaches 300 people that pays our salaries that makes us comfortable um, but if we're going to make a difference in Fairfax County in the Washington DC area, we're not just starting a church, but we have the sense of calling to be, this is the first church of many that God wants to start. Yeah. That's kind of where it begins. Yeah. I think being entrepreneurial is something that we read stories about and we think about sometimes for many people with this sort of, uh, fantasy, this is exciting. This is amazing sort of lens, but the truth about, church planting and the entrepreneurial nature is that oftentimes it has some some challenges and their ups and downs. Could you talk about how maybe for you, God has begun to shape your heart in sustaining you and new life and the call to plant churches in the midst of what can be some pretty hard ministry assignments? Um, the, the first thing I would say is that I, I would so appreciate that you began here with the book of Acts, because if the book of Acts shows us anything, it shows us that the church did not start in ease. Hmm. I mean, every chapter of Acts is one problem followed by another with like three verses of respite and then somebody gets killed, you know, and or, or somebody else or there's an internal internal dissension or external whatever. And so, um, you know, but but we believe that we are convinced Jesus said, I build the church. Um, we leaned on, we leaned heavily on Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, those who work labor in vain. So God builds the church. Uh, he does it by his power, yes. for his glory. And we just need to cooperate with that. And so then I, you know, James one, we rejoice in trials because God's working that using those things for maturity. So, yeah, there are things that are difficult. Well, welcome to life. You can moan about it or you can say uh, God is going to use these things to hone us to what Satan intends for evil. God is going to use it to reach lost people. And so it forces us to depend more on God. And it and 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 like Gideon and the Midianites, it forces us to give God the credit 
when the victories are won. Yeah. You know, I, I love your emphasis there on this sort of cooperative relationship. It's the Holy Spirit's power, but he uses individuals. One of the things that I often quote uh, at the end of church services, Christian fellowship is Ephesians chapter three. Now unto him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, but right. it's according to his power that's at work within us. It's not our power, but he uses us broken people like me for sure. And I know there are others that relate to that truth about we're not perfect. We're not uh, have it all together all the time, but God still chooses to use us. And so, you know, clearly God has used your passion and your heart and new life and passion for planning ministries that you came from to, to do so many things. But talk about this last, I guess, two and a half years, if you could. The whole world has sort of been flipped upside down because of COVID. And there's already been challenges anyway. How, how has that influenced some of the things that you've experienced in church yeah, planning? If, if I could tie a couple of these things together, mm-hmm. um, again, I'm so thankful that you went to the book of Acts because the 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 people that I, I see that God is using most effectively are living in the book of Acts. They're they're relying on what has the Holy Spirit already done and he's shown us in the book of Acts. How do we need to apply the principles from the book of Acts? What do we need to learn from this? And one of the lessons, another lessons of the book of Acts is God uses knuckleheads, right? God uses yeah. these um uh, I'm so glad that everybody wasn't the apostle Paul, um, but God, you know, that, that, that we have people like, like Peter that God is using because if God can use them, he can use us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons that uh, th- that's at the core of new life story. I think part of the reason we've been able to start churches is people have said, if they can do it, then God can use us. And we've been able to say, hey, learn from our mistakes and look at what God is able to do despite your limitations, despite your mistakes, despite the the, the things that you feel are working against you. When, when I moved to the Washington area in 1987, I heard a lot of ministers complain about how hard it is to build churches here because, you know, the, because the culture is anti-Christian, because you know, you can build a church to a certain point, but it's such a transient place. You know, everybody's moving away all the time. And and we just said, okay, Jesus builds the church through imperfect people. So Lord, how are you going to do that? I have no idea how you want to start more churches that reach more people. If we can do, if we can start 10 churches in my lifetime in the Washington DC area, that'll be huge. That is more mm. than I can see. And yeah. God's done beyond that. So um, to go, I, I don't want to keep going too much, but to, that's all right. So, so we have leaned on those same principles, even in the last two years, the thing mm-hmm. with COVID COVID uh, I've heard lots of people say, and I completely agree. Um, COVID did not change anything. It exposed lots of things. Sure. It, it, it exposed the shallowness of Christians. It exposed the, who are who's really committed to Christ? Who's really committed to the the the, the family of the church? And now it has uh, now it just presents for us what does it look like to disciple in this generation? And so, what COVID has done now, coming out of in a sense coming out of COVID, has to, has been for us to say, um, we're starting the church all over again. We, you, we're 
we're not trying to recapture the church that was or recapture the people that were. Um, we want Jesus to build the church. And so we're saying, Jesus, unless you build the church, we work in vain. You build the church for your glory by your power. We're looking yeah. forward. How do you want to do that in this generation? Because and I keep telling our I keep telling our our our, our staff. I asked the question, who is our congregation? Our congregation is not the people that show up here on Sunday morning. Our congregation is who are the who are the people within 10 miles of this place, 15 miles of this place, who are the lost people that are driving by this place and, and living among our people all the time. Yeah. Um, we have to, what does it mean for us to, uh, you know, Jesus said, you'll be my disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts. What's it mean for us to own Jerusalem? What's it mean for us to own Judea? Because that's our congregation. And so, and I think coming out of COVID, um, churches that try to recreate the past mm -hmm. um, are going to struggle. But churches that say, okay, we're in a new generation, a new time. Jesus, how are you going to build your church for your glory? Because there are lots of lost people here who are living without you and facing lots of stuff without you, including eternity. Mm -hmm. How do we reach those people that you want us to reach? Yeah, and let's let's make that switch and transition if we can, because what I hear you saying, and, and from a personal level, I, I completely agree that many even established churches right now are living in new churches. They're planning new churches, right? right? In the same location, they have yep. the same name, right. they have a lot of the sameness of it, but due to COVID, it, they have you know, for lack of better terms, found themselves in a replant or found themselves in a different way. And so some of the tools and some of the the skill sets and some of the knowledge needed in many ways to be a church planter again are completely and utterly necessary for them, whether or not their church is actually 30 years old or whether their church is only three months old in that way. And so one of the ministries that you have been, for lack of better terms, very influential in in creating and establishing is a ministry called Exponential. So for some of our listeners, maybe they've heard about this before, others maybe not. Why don't you talk about Exponential for a moment, what this ministry is um, and why did it start and what it may offer specifically in this time in our history that's helpful? Um, when most people who know about exponential think about exponential, they'll probably say it's a conference or mm -hmm. it's a series of conferences because what we've done in the last 18 years is offer, uh, a, our biggest conferences in Orlando where they're the, the first Baptist church there, and there'll be 5,500 people that show up. Um, but, and then we have, uh, regional conferences around the United States. But they'll say it's a church planting conference where you bring church planting, you church bring church planters and the church planting world together to resource everybody to so that God will build the churches through them. Um, the so, for instance, um, when New Life got started, there we had to figure out almost everything. There really wasn't a lot of training. There weren't a lot of today. There are. Um, Church planting has become, for lack of a better word, a a, a kind of a business of its own. Mm -hmm. And so you have all these ministries that are just to church planters. And and the purpose of Exponential, one of the things that Exponential does is 
it's kind of an aggregator. It we're kind of a a a a, 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 a board a, a, a chamber of commerce for church sure. planting. Yeah, we don't church plant, but we bring the church planting people together. Mm-hmm. However, at the core of exponential, so that's what people see on the surface. At the core of exponential is, you know, th- this community of leaders and churches that are committed to accelerating multiplication and reproduction of of uh, of churches and 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 of of disciples yeah and so and so it is to that end that we have the conferences and the books and um and and the blogs and all that kind of stuff that we do and you can find out more about Exponential. We're going to talk some more about it here in just a moment, though, by going to www.exponential.org. That's www.exponential.org. Or you can even go to church-planting.net. That's church and then maybe hyphen is a better term, planting.net. Both of those will, will help you discover some more. But I think that when we talk about Exponential, maybe, as you mentioned, people have this idea of conferences uh, but as you gave us a broader view of sort of a chamber of commerce, what sort of what you would say fruit have you begun to see from these last many, many, many years of exponential when it actually comes to accomplishing the mission of doing kingdom work through planting churches? Um, one of the one of the measures that we have is um, is we try to measure churches that are reproducing churches, churches that are multiplying churches. And so um, with, um, with Christianity today and, 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 um, and Ed Stetzer several years ago, we did a, they, they did this research on reproducing and multiplying churches in America came to this, came to the realization that about 80, I'm going to get the percentages wrong. Um, but about let's say eighty five percent of churches in America are either plateaued mm-hmm. or pla- are either decreasing in size, plateaued, or um, uh, or 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 growing by addition. Mm-hmm. The rest, the you know the the, the rest of the percentage, most were repro- were were reproducing only like less than one percent were actually multiplying right so re, re um and so the question becomes how do we so they did this called level five stuff and so the the, the the question became how do we how do we serve the church in a way that there are more churches that are going and making disciples in the book of acts kind of way where churches are multiplying and that number of reproducing and multiplying church, that percentage has gone from like 8% to, or no, from, from I, th- I think it was something like 4% to 8% mm-hmm. now. And so they're seeing some, according to the study, they're seeing some, some um, change in that. So I'll, I'll stop at that point. Oh, no, that's fine. So I think you're, you're laying out the vision for us and what it's accomplishing. And so why don't we just make this switch? Because what's interesting is, is upcoming here on the 12th and 13th of September. You mentioned the big national conference that happens down in Orlando. And, and by the way, it's always nice to go down to Orlando during certain times of the years. Right. So it's a good <laughs> place to have it. But, you know, coming up here in not too long from now on the 12th and 13th of September, one of the local conferences, the gathering, more regional type conferences, it's going to be hosted right there at New Life uh, in Chantilly. 
um, and it's called Expo, the Expo DC Conference. Talk about it a little bit. What's the theme of that conference and how does it relate to, to the overall mission of ministry? Because I know that there are many people who actually may be listening, say, hey, I want to learn out more about this conference. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the theme I think is the most important theme that we do at, at Exponential, which is empowered. Um, I, I think one of the most one of the saddest commentaries I've heard on the church was years ago, several years ago, a minister from China, a, a Chinese missionary came over and visited some of the largest churches in the United States. And after church visiting these mega churches, uh, one of his hosts was taking him to the airport that would fly him back to China and asked him the question, what surprised you most? What did you learn from these large churches in America that surprised you most? And he said, it surprises me how much they're able to do without the power of God. Yeah. Yeah. And as I look at my ministries, as the history of new life, as I look at so many churches, it is very easy now to uh, be able to do the work of the church and even have a level of effectiveness that is so much in the flesh. And we don't see the Ephesians 3 we, that you're talking about. We don't see Book of Acts kind of things happening where people are saying, there's something going on here that is much more than human. Mm-hmm. We don't see the the revivals like uh, or the great awakenings where you have, you know, we have where you have towns that are confessing their sins and coming to Christ. And so I think so. So so while we can talk about systems and strategies and techniques and the United States, people in the United States are huge on systems and strategies. You know, if I if you can just do the right um, put the right organization in place. If you can just try this new tool, add water and your church will grow too. Mm-hmm. And, and as opposed to um, God, would you just grow the church by your power with your Holy spirit leading us? And so that's yeah. the theme. And, and let's be honest about the, let's in assessing the present situation of our world, you know, um, it, it, we've we've experienced a culture shift in the last fifteen, in the last ten years of the United States. Like I, just which is which will will break your neck. Um, and so so um, so we need God's power to be at work. If if you think about it, um, the twenty uh, forty five hundred churches a year close, mm-hmm. three three hundred get started. Wow. If God, if we're going to make a difference in our generation, it, it has to be by God's power. And the question is, how do we place ourselves mm-hmm. in the stream of God's power? How yeah. do we unclog the arteries that keep us that? And that's confession. That's repentance. But then how do we cooperate moving forward with what he would do with the opportunities that he would give us? And even in the suffering that he would call us to. Mm. Um, and, and so, and so empowered is all about God do more than just good stuff through us, but would you work in your way so that people see God, you are a great God. 
Yeah. Well, I highly encourage for our listeners uh, who are listening right now, or if they know someone who needs to listen, pass this podcast on to them. Let them know about the Exponential Conference. Let them know about what's happening there. Again, there's a local conference on the 12th and 13th of September called Expo DC, uh, being hosted right there at New Life Christian Church in Chantilly, Virginia. You can find out more about Exponential as a whole and the church planning ministry and the passion for there. And just, I love, I wish we had so much more time, Brett, to talk about the emphasis you put again, that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the spirit that these things happen and that there's no magic pill, right? It, but it's the Holy Spirit. Can, can I give the landing page though for people? If they yeah. want to go to exponential.org slash one heart DC slash, mm-hmm. they can go directly to a website that will um, that will also give them a discount. Yeah. To the, we try to charge as little as possible for these. Sure. And so give them a discount for that. Yeah. Well, Brett, thanks for being here. Listeners, thanks for listening today. And I hope you you've listened today and you've walked away with a more of a passion of understanding of the difference it makes when we go out and we make a difference through planning new churches. But we remember as we go and we make a difference, it's not our strength that makes the way, but it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.